leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh. With me on the phone, Chris Koffler. You sounding good because you know why? I went out and I bought a new adapter, and you sound freaking phenomenal. So what's going on, Chris? <laughs> oh, not much. Just uh, just hanging out, kicking off my four-day weekend. So life is good. Wow, four days, huh? Four. You know what we get at my job um, during when holidays fall on a Sunday? What? You get a um, cool, enjoy your weekend. Come back Monday. <laughs> You I get nothing. I can't. Oh. No, we we get an extra eight hours of PTO added to our you know. time, but still it pisses me off. Finally, get a corporate job. Finally, a holiday falls on a Sunday, and f- I'm like, "All right, let's go." I finally get this observation bullshit that everyone else gets. No, <sighs> no. But that just means you can use it where you want. So you could use it on Monday, or you could use it somewhere else. You're right. You're right. I could. I uh, no. Yeah. You're right. You know what, Chris? You're smart. I, I just, I just like to complain. I mean, you have the choice of where to use it. I just like to complain, right? I just want to <laughs> complain about something, and that's what I was complaining about. But we are not here to complain tonight. We're here to talk professional wrestling. Um, it's the end of the year. A lot of shows are mailing it in. Like we're all had their best of show that nobody watched. Um, yeah, but I was good with that, you know, because of how close it was to Christmas, and they probably just gave everybody the week off to go be back at home. So. I was good with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't gonna watch, watch Raw anyway, so it didn't matter to me. <laughs> I didn't care at that point. I had the Nintendo Switch hooked up, and I played Mario and Rabbids for like eighteen hours straight. Yep, legit. Um, and then um, Dynamite was last night, which we're gonna talk about Dynamite. And then after Dynamite, we're gonna talk about our awards. We have nine awards to give out. Our Real Talk Wrestling Awards show. I think that's our first one. We might have done one last year. I can't remember. No, we did. We did one last year. Okay, okay. I gotta remember these um these uh awards, like the topics, because I think I there may be some missing from last year, maybe some some additional ones. I don't know. Yeah. But these are our top nine awards, and we're gonna do those right after the dynamite review. So before we get into that, I need to let you know where you can find us. You can find me verified until December, till January 11th. Cause, You're uh, still verified. Well, yeah, I thought I canceled. <laughs> I thought I canceled, but apparently it did not go through. And I had to call um, somebody to go, hey, why did I get charged? And like, oh, it auto-renewed? I said, no, I definitely canceled that. So I have it till January 11th. <laughs> and now for sure it is it is definitely canceled. So I'm verified till January 11th. Find me on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, O-U-S. Find Chris, RTW Chris on Twitter as well. Um, and yeah, that's it. So let's get right into AEW Dynamite. It was a very, very, very good show. Had two banger matches. One right off the top, which I'm kind of into. Adam, I'm not Adam Page. Uh, Ethan Page. I like that with Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. That was a great match right off the top. Two different styles. One's a power, heavy hitter. 
power slam kind of guy, and one is, of course, Brian Danielson, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, thoughts on this match, Chris? Yeah, it was surprisingly good. You know, <clears throat> I'm I'm a fan of all ego Ethan Page. As I was watching that match, I'm like, you know, I feel like he's he's developed over the years. I feel like he's got the personality. And and last night we saw the in uh, ring skill set to where I feel like he could be more than just like a low end mid card guy. He's kind of lost in the shuffle, but then again, who isn't over there right now? Um, and, and watching this match, I think it really highlighted the fact that he's definitely a candidate uh, for someone that they could definitely do more with moving forward if they wanted to. I thought he matched up really well. Uh, with Danielson and like you said I thought they put on a great match it went kind of long but it was really good it was entertaining from beginning to end yes I when this match happened when when they came out I forgot about it I forgot that they announced this was going to happen and I'm thinking god can Ethan Page keep up with Brian Danielson because we all know Brian's going to hit you hard he's going to hit you for real and he's going to try to hurt you for real. Like, of course he's soft on some things, you know, but his chops, his kicks, like those are pretty tough. Um, any wrestler can tell you that I was like, "Ah, is Ethan page going to give it back? Because I've never seen him be aggressive. I've never seen him wrestle that style, that strong style that, okay, you're going to hit me as hard as you can expect a receipt. So he really delivered on that. I, I I really, I, I like that part of it because, I don't like it when someone like Brian Danielson gets into a ring with uh, with somebody that clearly does not want to fight back or clearly doesn't want to get hit, right? Yeah. You've no, I've noticed that, especially his time in WWE. Like that was his entire career, but now he's in AEW. He has more freedom, and the matches look better. Like he's elevated his game. Brian Danielson has elevated his game in AEW, and he's elevating people like Ethan Page along with him. Where yeah, I absolutely. see someone like The Miz. Remember he feuded with The Miz for like two years. Of course, yep. Never once did the Miz ever reach what Ethan Page did last night. Never, not no. once. So that just tells you right there. One criticism I have on Ethan Page: one, I know I always have to like criticize something. Every Ethan Page match, no matter who his opponent is, he finds himself in the top left corner, in the up up up, up top, and he always attempts the. All ego, bullshit, razor's edge, or he always does tries to do something. He always ends up sitting there like an idiot and taking a hurricane run or something. I hate that spot. I hate <laughs> it. Ethan Page, you're no offense to. I mean, you would you look like me if I took my shirt off. You're like you're not fit, but you're not you're muscly. You're yeah. just there. I just don't like you on the top rope. Stop doing it. You do it every match. I hate it. I really do hate it. It's one so he, he should just drop that out of his move set. It I, just doesn't belong. Because it's not, I mean, it's not a move that he, you don't believe. Oh, Ethan Page is going up top to do something. You don't believe it. You go, oh, yeah. Ethan Page is going up top so somebody can hurricane run to him or do whatever they want to do to him. I hate it. I, I think last night was the first time ever he power slammed somebody from the top rope that I can remember. <laughs> first, time. You would think after a while, it's one of those uh, wrestling logic things where you have to kind of suspend your belief, but... You would think someone would realize after so long that, like, that's just not, you're not good at that. You need to stop doing that. It's like, it's like when Kane went up for that clothesline at the top every single match and missed every single match. Yes. It's like, stop it. <laughs> at what point do you just realize, I need to find a different move. This one's not working out. I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, cool, Ethan Page. Maybe you like the top rope spot. Maybe it's something somebody taught you, but gosh, it's so, 
you, it just wastes five minutes of my time, and it's an it's it's very sloppy. It's that's all I'll say. Next time you see an Ethan Page match, because he will do it. Just just notice how long it takes him to get up there and how long yes. it actually takes this hurricane Ronda to happen. It's just a mess over and over and over again. But <laughs> good match, uh, minus that part. And, yes, I would like to see him get elevated to that main event. I, I said this before when MJF was champion, when he first became champion. This is the era. This is the year where they actually push the AEW guys. They don't need to be pushing these XWW guys. That was 2022. I think they need to build up the Jungle Boys, the Jack Perrys, the Ethan Pages, um, the Orange Cassidy's, the Pox, the Malachi Blacks. Those people need to get pushed up. Well, wait, you said Pox and Malachi Black, but aren't those WWE guys? Don't uh, people see them as WWE guys? But do they? You, I, I think I so. See, I see Moxley as an AEW guy. I think he has been more relevant. I was watching... A lot of wrestling on YouTube this week, and I fell I fell into the rabbit hole of uh, Dean Ambrose and what he was doing on WWE. Man, that's not a professional wrestler. That's not John Moxley. I don't no. see him as a WWE superstar. I see him as an AEW guy. So Pack is Pack two. I don't see Pack as a WWE guy. He didn't do anything there. He did nothing there. Zero. Well, he, remember, didn't he do that whole King of the Cruiserweights run, which was really good? Yeah, but, he actually made the cruiserweight division relevant until uh what's his face came along enzo um, enzo yeah enzo enzo yeah until enzo came and, and absolutely crushed the division but even that even that like i don't see it as a impactful wwe thing malachi black same thing like he did great in in, in nxt but yeah. on the main roster he's just a nobody so I see those guys as somebody that can build up because they weren't built. They weren't top megastars. They weren't Brian Danielson's or Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. They weren't those guys. They were the okay. little guys. So that's what I definitely I mean. like. I definitely like the Moxley version better than Dean Ambrose. It's so bad. If you guys have time, go back to YouTube and just look up Dean Ambrose stuff. It's so bad. It's incredible. Yeah. It's like cartoony. And I'm not even talking about the Bane stuff. I'm talking about him with a plant, with Jericho. That that stuck out to my... Oh, gosh. There's just so many things that are just so bad. That whole thing was awful. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, push more AEW guys. Or how about this, Chris? I'll I'll say push more AEW originals and push more... Because, look, Chris, nobody's an AEW original. Everyone came from somewhere, right? I associate Jay Lethal with TNA. I associate these guys... You know, I always I always look at it as where was their rise to fame? Where did we learn who they are? Well, then in this case, um, the Young Bucks are New Japan or ROH. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could kind of make that argument. The only way that they could maybe get a pass at that is because they were one of the founding members. But I get what you're saying because you could make that argument too that they're a New Japan guy. Same thing with Omega. I mean, he, he his yep. rise to stardom, his prime was New Japan, Tokyo, yep, Joe, Tokyo absolutely Dome. Absolutely was. Like, so, you know, it's it's just everyone has this WWE guys. Well, there's ROH guys. There's New Japan guys. It's just it's just how you look at it. I look at it as where did you make the biggest impact in your career? John Moxley clearly has made his biggest impact as an AEW guy. So therefore, I think he's an AEW guy. Whereas Chris okay, Jericho, that makes sense. I see Chris Jericho as a WWE guy just because he made his biggest impact in WWE. Yeah, he definitely did. That's a good way to look at it. So. Um, we'll go on from there. Um, that was a great match. Like I said, nothing came out of it. Except, oh, I do want to say this. Oh my gosh. How did I forget? Tony Khan. Stop with the bullshit. MJF in the box. 
with some <laughs> fucking Kat Von D looking whatever, whatever. I have no opinion on that woman. I have no idea. Um, but it's so lame. You take so much away from the match. The first five minutes of the match was focused strictly on MJF as everybody, yes. everybody in the arena was turning their heads or looking at MJF and not watching the ring. It's so bad. I hate it. I hate so how do you think, how do you think they should integrate MJF then into, cause they wanted to put him there somewhere. Cause I'm guessing he's going to go against what Danielson first. Isn't that the way that they're leaning right now? I think they're leaning towards maybe a triple threat. No, maybe. I mean, they just, they wanted to get, unless they put them on the mic, I can on commentary. I can see them doing a triple threat, having Ethan page taking the L. So nobody loses. And then it sets up a pay-per-view match versus Brian Danielson and um, MJF. Because I think the, I don't know when the next pay-per-view is. I, I don't know. When is it, Chris? You know, you know more than I do. Labor day. No, I don't. We're not that far out. It's in March, I believe. I don't know. I don't know when Labor Day is. I don't know when these holidays are. I'm not corporate office life guy. I don't know. I don't have these things scheduled on my calendar. So Labor Day is more towards football season. That's the beginning of football season. So, yes. Memorial so Revolution, Day. Revolution is the next big one. Sunday, March fifth. Exactly. We are in the end of. We're in the beginning of January. End of, end of December. So they're going to have a title match before that, which would be the triple threat match. I'm assuming maybe they have a grand slam or some kind of show like that where they have it. And then the big pay-per-view will be the singles match. Yeah. That's what I think is going to possibly happen. Cause I don't see Ethan page losing by passing out and just going away. They booked him strong. They booked him to look strong. So, um, or cause you know, he hung with Brian Danielson. All right. Next on Dynamite was the trios match. Next that I care about. Next thing I care next about. Next that you care about. Okay. I don't know if that was next. It wasn't but. next. But I mean, was there anything in between that that you cared about? Anything? Uh, no. Well, what do we have in between? Do we have, was the, the Black Blackpool Combat Club? But I know you, you're like down on them. You don't like them. I thought that was a good match, though. Blackpool Combat Club versus Top Flight. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was a great match, but what's a four? Who cares? I don't know. Maybe give Black... Hey, listen. Blackpool Combat Club wasn't going against JAS, so I count that as a win. <laughs> yeah. but that, our, that was maybe the best part of the match. The I mean, cra- not to take anything away. It was a great match, but that was even better. Yeah. It's just who's the babyface, who's the heel. I know we don't need that, but it was really weird. It was a weird match. It, it was it was weird. It was a good match. It was really good, but I didn't know who I was supposed to be cheering for, and I don't think the fans knew either. Uh, I felt like Top Flight was more of the baby faces, but I don't know. It was kind of one of those. They were. I feel like they were the baby faces, but Blackpool Combat Club wasn't necessarily the heels. They were kind of that in between, you know. Top Flight was the baby faces, but they were in the heel tag team spot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was like you said, it was weird. It was really weird. But it was a good match. Like I'll give it that. It was it was yeah. it's good seeing Top Flight back. I don't see how far they can go because they're not gonna win any kind of promo battles with the acclaimed or FTR or anyone else. No. But they can out wrestle or out gymnastics anyone else in, in that company. Yeah, they're always fun to watch. Yes. So then we have what I care about the most is the game match six, uh Falls Count Anywhere. 
with the trios match. I think that this was phenomenal. I think this was probably the best one out of all of them. Um, it definitely kept my attention. Most of them I watch and I'm like, all right, let me go change the laundry. All right, let me go do this. Let me because it's the same match over and over and over. But yeah, I felt I felt like this one was different because of the ending, but I hated the ending. How do you think about it? Um, I was good with the match all the way around. I was a little sad that we didn't get everyone's intros, but like you said, they needed to shake it up a little bit. Um, I feel like the crowd was out of it a little bit in the beginning for the same reason. Everyone's really looking forward to those because they have some really awesome intros with the songs and everyone coming out. But the match itself, once you got going into the match, it definitely felt different than all the rest of them because they started in the back and because they had all the backstage segments. Now, you're saying you didn't like the end. What did you not like about the end? The end was... I, I thought everything was great about it, beginning to end. I liked it all. The end was good, but they needed to switch the placement because what, what, if you didn't watch it, you had um, Pac have Matt Jackson in a submission in the middle of the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. And okay. then you had Kenny Omega giving the, the winged angel to uh, Ray Phoenix off of something onto a table and pinning him. Off, off camera, off the, off whatever, off the main focus of the people. So when they counted one, two, three, the crowd reaction was silent because only like 10 people knew that were there. So it was kind of awkward. Meanwhile, you have Matt Jackson in the hold for like three more minutes. It seemed seemed like (laughs) then he tapped out. So I feel like there was lack of communication. And I also feel like they could have moved that spot to a different spot. As in maybe have Pac and Matt Jackson over like on the stage or somewhere else in that hold. Well, you have Kenny Omega giving him the one winged angel in the ring or wherever and pin him so people can see the one, two, three. And then they go nuts because then you have 8,000 people seeing it rather than 10. Yeah, they did botch that a little bit. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the only thing I um, hated about it. I don't know. Maybe they could have put up like a split screen or something. Because, yeah. It they did. They did on TV. They did on TV. So, but, like, it wasn't timed out right because I had to rewind it and watch that part because um, it was a little confusing. I'm like, so. And then when Matt even did tap out, he, like, barely tapped out. That was the lightest tap out I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's just, look, it was a great idea. I understand what they're going for. Falls count anywhere. Anybody can pin anybody. I definitely get that. I really do. But I wish it was executed in a better way because, like I said, the best thing about a a match like that in the ending is people popping. People like, oh, it's over. We're going to game. We're going to match seven. Whereas nobody popped except for those 10 people next to him that saw Kenny Omega deliver the move. That's it. What if, what if instead of um, the way that they ended it, you know, it would have been kind of cool if, if two of the wrestlers were in the ring doing, you know, one of them doing submission to the other. Two of the wrestlers are at like the top of the ramp. And then it's like reversed of uh, which team is doing the submission to the other. And then the other two could just be knocked out. And, and you have the two wrestlers from each team that are doing the submission to the opposite team, one from each team, you know, and they're like looking at each other dead in the eyes down the ramp, seeing who can apply the hold harder. And maybe the, the camera's going back and forth, like who's going to tap first. Ooh. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of, kind of like a, who's going to impose their will on the other person's teammate first. I like that. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't mind that. See, that'd be a be, uh, that'd be a better finish than what we got. And the like I said, the finish wasn't bad. It's just the camera work, the camera work, yeah, and the communication. Because like I said, Matt Jackson was in that hold for three extra minutes after <laughs> Kenny Omega pinned him, and I'm like, do they not know? Does no, nobody knew. Nobody knew. So, but overall, great match. I, I love what they were going for, like a controversial, like a anything could happen at any time. I I, I like that part of it, but. Um, I can't wait till the ladder match in Los Angeles. We all know who's going to win. Yeah. And Los Angeles is getting set up for a great, great uh, card. It's going to be a good card. There yeah. Was, there, was, awesome. there was another big match announced. Um, oh, that's where the Sasha Banks are. That's when the Soraya match happens with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Right? That has to be it. Where she has a yeah. ticket. She has a ticket and a match. She's got a ticket. She's got someone that she can let in. <laughs> but uh, Maybe she gives her ticket to her friend to get in, and then her friend ends up wrestling. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Uh, that was we, Britt Baker's mistake, giving her that extra ticket to give someone else access. Because otherwise, Sasha wouldn't be able to get in. No, she, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't have been able to get in. She, she wasn't signed. She's not signed. <laughs> They'd be like, who are you? We don't, we don't know you in this universe. Yes, yes. Can't um, come in. The best part about Dynamite was the uh, rap video with the Acclaim. Anytime oh they goodness. do those, I love hilarious. those. I love them. I, I love them. I love them so much. I've watched it at least like three times today. I love the I love the lyrics. I mean, some are corny, but some are good, especially when he called yeah. out Jay Lethal for uh, um, my elbow drops better than yours. And I didn't have to mimic the I didn't have to mimic the Macho Man to get over. Bitch, you're mimicking John Cena. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and that was a guy I love. I love the acclaimed. I just wish Jeff Jarrett would get off my television. Yes, please get off my television. We don't need to see this match, but I understand you need to feed opponents to the acclaimed to make them look stronger. And yeah, but can't we find someone else and give them a chance to at least look good? This might be a future opportunity instead of Jeff Jarrett. Is this I don't a, want to is, see Jeff Jarrett. I don't want to see it either. Is this a lot? Is this a Los Angeles match too? Has to be right. Like they're, um, I'm not sure they're stacking that card. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. It's all right, because the Jeff Jarrett match, that's... <clears throat> That's the uh, whenever you get up and refresh your drink and hit the bathroom. So what's going to happen is it's going to be, yo, listen, I'll listen to it. And then I'll go, all right, I got to go. Um, I got to go change. I got to go feed the dogs. Yep. Feed the dogs, flip the laundry, put the kid out of bed, and then uh, and then come back. Then come back, and it's a, a women's match. And you're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> what am I going to do now? <laughs> Uh, so after that match, uh, we had the women's cooldown match, I believe. Nobody cares. Skip it. And then we had Warlow. Warlow with his busted up Warlow. busted up knee. 
that happened after oh in the second segment. That's right. He got remember his knee got busted up with a blood pipe by Samoa Joe. No, <clears throat> this I did not see yet. Because remember, I, I did not get a chance to watch this no, yet oh. since I came home. All right. Well, I'm just saying, like in the big af- right after the first match, it was like Wardlow in the back, and then Joe comes in there and beats him up with the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about the match. Something that so, happened in the match itself. So, well, I won't spoil the match. I'll just say this: Joe comes out. I hate his new character. I'm the king of television. He's so co- like he's like. I want him to be Killer Joe, not Mister Cocky. I'm the king of television. I hate. I hate it. But that's was that's his gimmick. You're pretty much telling me the TNT title is just a television title. It sucks. I liked it better when it was a minute meant something. Yep. But um, Warlow had a good match. I think this match was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I think you should go watch it. I just wish Wardlow knew how to sell better because when he was hurting, when his leg was hurting, it was hurting. He could barely walk. When it wasn't, when he was on offense, his leg didn't hurt anymore. It's really weird how that worked. Maybe um, it was some adrenaline. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, Joe wins. I'm just gonna let you know. Joe wins. Yeah, I saw that already. Okay, Joe wins, and then um, you know he's pretending to <coughs> say, "Oh, respect to respect." You know how AW does it. Then he beats the shit out of him with mm-hmm. the belts, and then um, somebody came out to save him. Don't care who. I don't care about Wardlow. I'm just gonna say that I don't care. Yeah. He, he- uh, He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's definitely fallen off since uh, his red hot run against MJF. I can't wait to see the new hairstyle. It was, it was Darby Allen. Darby Allen. <laughs> Someone I couldn't care less about. So two people, two people I don't care about going for a title. I don't care about versus an opponent. I really don't care about. This yep. is awesome. And I think that set up Darby Allen's uh, title match now. Now he gets a title match. I think he just lost to Joe. Didn't he just lose to Joe? It's gonna be a yeah, a few weeks ago. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. No, I, I'm pretty sure. I feel like it's Darby Allen versus Joe soon. Well, next they, week, the week after. But didn't they just have a t- TNT title match with Darby and and Joe? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. The title's really falling off. Darby. Yeah, like Darby can really go in there and beat up Joe. Get the fuck out. He guy's 120 pounds. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. It's so idiotic. It yeah. really is. But that was Dynamite, people. That was Dynamite. It was a good show, though. You wouldn't, yeah, it was you good just, all around. Yeah. There was, there was one. Oh, Hook. 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 Did you see Hook? Yeah, I saw Hook. I saw everything before the I'm, I'm over. I'm over Hook, too. Are you really? Yeah, I'm overhook. I don't get it. I can't get it. He beats up jobbers. Um, yeah, they haven't advanced his story at all. He just, that's all he does is he beats up jobbers. He disappears for a while. He comes back. They got to get him all hyped up again. So they got to put him against some more jobbers. So he's and then like once the crowd's behind him. Then they, they just put him on the sidelines again. And then now I guess he's back for a third time and starting off with another jobber. He's basically Orange Cassidy. But younger. He just doesn't care. Like that's his gimmick. Hook's gimmick is I don't care. I'm coming to the ring. I'm going to beat someone up and get and leave. I don't care. That's his entire gimmick. And I don't really like it. It's kind of like the, I don't, I don't respect you. I would say more so because he always turns his back to them. Like this is too easy for me. These people, they're all way too easy. 
but they're not. So kind of a, I don't care, but a, Orange Cassidy is more like, I don't care about anything at all ever. And Hook is more like, eh, I don't care about this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to kick his ass in two minutes. I guess. And guess what? Hook, I don't care. And guess what? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I hope Trent beats you. Cause I don't care about your title reign. <laughs> Trent would be a better title. Trent would be a better champion than Orange Cassidy. I don't know. That title is pointless. Yeah, you know why it's, it's pointless? Because the person holding it doesn't care. But even before them, when Pac had it, it was defended on other... You had to like go on YouTube to find where it was defended. That that title has meant nothing since it arrived. Zero. It's a failure. It, it is AEW's 24-7 title. It's a failure. All right. What's not a failure is our awards, so we're going to get right into that. I want to get right into our awards. Um, Chris, I narrowed them down to three nomina- or three nominations per category. I'm going to name all three of my ca- uh, nominations, and then I'll, okay. I'll let you know my winner. Um, this was hard for me. Uh, there's, it's, hard for, you know, it's hard for me to narrow down and not name Sasha t- uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year. I saw that you. Uh, your whole list would be uh, null and void if you put her as female wrestler of the year. I don't see why she wrestled half the year. <clears throat> she wrestled through SummerSlam. I think yeah, so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> through SummerSlam. Uh, I, I forgot she even wrestled this year. I thought that was like a joke that you had put on there. That's not a joke. I don't know why you're <laughs> laughing at my jokes. But anyway, let's start with the first one. It's going to be um, Breakout Wrestler of the Year. This, to me, meant somebody who advanced <clears throat> up the card this year. Not a rookie of the year. Not someone that just broke in this year. Someone who advanced their self. Someone who raised their status in their said company. Okay. That's to me a breakout. How about you? Um, I thought it was breakout someone that I guess I guess kind of the same thing. It's somebody that was I guess unknown or their their rank has gone up. Although I kind of have someone that's newer, but I really felt like that person broke out, so I feel like they were worthy of it. Well, all right. So you want to go first with your breakout? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first on this one. So I had, for my breakout rest of the year, I had Logan Paul. Just because I feel like expectations, at least for myself, and I feel like others, was very, very, very low. For, oh, you know, another celebrity coming in, going to do a match, WrestleMania, whatever. And then he'll disappear and we'll never see him. And then, But no, he's like stuck to it. And he feels like his in-ring ability has far surpassed what I had expected. Like he looks like he's been doing it for years. He looks better than a lot of wrestlers that have been doing it for years. And then he also he has that presence about him, you know, largely due to his uh, fame that he's gotten from YouTube and everything. But like he's just kind of he's been a total package, which is not anything I was expecting. I thought he was just going to be a quick flash in the pan at WrestleMania, and then we weren't going to see him again. But his matches are like legitimately good. If I'm going through a WWE pay per view, just watching a couple matches, I'm, I'm going to stop and watch his each and every time because they've just been that good. So I felt like he had to be my breakout wrestler of the year. All right, so yours is Logan Paul. Good choice. Good choice. 
I can't cannot argue. I cannot crap on your uh, award yet. I will soon. Some I bet you one of these awards I'm going to hate, and I'll say Chris, that's terrible. But that's a good pick. So my my uh, breakout wrestler of the year. My nominations are Austin Theory, Logan Paul, and Gunther. Now this was hard. I've automatically eliminated Austin Theory. Only because the other two were just so much better. They advanced themselves. I feel like Austin Theory took a couple steps back with the money in the bank. Um, but now he's building himself back up. Logan Paul was honestly my favorite going into this. When I wrote down this list, I had two people in mind. Logan Paul and Gunther. And at the end of the day, Gunther is my breakout star of the year. Because I see longevity. I see him mm-hmm. continuing this. And he went from somebody, a f- freaking Walter, who we all called Walter, even with his new stupid name. But now he's Gunther. And now it sticks. You know why? Because he puts bangers after bangers after bangers. He's hold- He's put prestige back into the Intercontinental Championship, where that yep. title actually means something now. And he got his group back, Imperium, which made him even stronger. I feel like Gunther is going to be a future world champion. I can't say that about Logan Paul. Austin Theory, yeah. I can see that about. I can see Austin Theory, but this isn't the year he's going to break out. He did elevate himself, but I feel like Gunther went from Walter in NXT UK, nobody knows who he is, only the hardcore people know, to Gunther main eventing SmackDown, holding a prestigious title, going to WrestleMania, and probably going to be up in the top upper card in that in that match, in that card, in that pay-per-view. Yeah. So Gunther is my pick for breakout star of the year. Yeah, I definitely think he's a worthy candidate for that as well, for all the reasons you named. Yes, I definitely see him sticking around longer than Logan Paul. And I really like the guy. I'm I'm rooting for him. Um, He's one of the guys I'm most excited to see, that I'm most excited that Triple H took over creative because I felt like with Vince, he wasn't going to go anywhere. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But now with Triple H back, I mean, the sky's the limit for that guy. So, yes, yes. Good yes. choice. Good choice. So, I will kick this one off. Um, we'll, we'll take turns going first. My, we're going to go to tag team of the year. My three nominations are the Usos, the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. You have FTR, the team that held every single title except for their own title, their own company's titles. <laughs> um, the acclaimed. Of course, they have to be on this list. And Sasha yep. and Naomi. 
What? So I mean, they so look a, a surprise extra. Was that on your your thing that you sent me earlier? I don't feel like it was. I, it's on my piece of paper. It's on this. So it's a fit. This is official. All right. My tag team of the year. Listen, it's going to be the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. <laughs> they can even be. They can. I didn't put them in breakout stars of the year because there's two of them. But yeah. gosh, has anyone ever? Has anyone risen as fast? And furious as the acclaimed, they were job not jobbers. They were mid card guys, funny a comedy act doing rap songs, but losing to the best tag team in their company. The probably the most viewed, probably I'm not going to say most likely, but probably the most viewed segment of the night besides MJF. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't say it's factual, oh, yeah. but that's what I look forward to the most. Wins the acclaimed segment. That's what yep. I want to see. Wins the acclaim segment. Um, and plus, they could wrestle. They can go. You know, Bowens is a star. I think Bowens would be something singles. Like, I think he could. I don't think Max Caster could. But I think Bowens could. And you add Billy Gunn to the mix, it's a great tag team. Uh, they might not be the Usos. They might not be FTR. But in 2022, they were the best tag team. Okay. So, for me... For me, it was down to the acclaimed and FTR. I didn't really put Usos in there just because I feel like more so they were in the background of their own group, their own stable. I, they're always, you know, they're always really good and everything, put on some good matches. So it was down to FTR and the acclaimed. And I just thought about it and it was really hard for me to come to this conclusion, but I went with FTR. Um, just because you claim they are super entertaining, like you said, definitely getting better in the ring. But I just feel like FTR, they put on all these really, really, really good matches over the last year. Like they, I feel like they've really hit, a, hit their stride. Like they've had like their best year ever and they've had some good years. But the fact that they're able to move freely, you know, not have to have such a formulaic match like they did in WWE. They're allowed to do what they want when they get screen time in AEW, but they're also allowed to go elsewhere, which meant that they could wrestle any other team that pretty much wasn't in WWE. And from that, we got the trilogy with the the Briscoes that, you know, I think that those will, those matches are going to be talked about for a long time. And just, you know, the fact that they were holding all the gold, it's unfortunate that they couldn't hold the AEW gold at the same time. But I still think they, they've got to be tag team of the year. I just think they're too good, and this has been like their best year. And I'm, I've always been a big fan of FTR. See, I'm not a fan of FTR. They'd be fourth on my list. I put Sasha and Naomi above them. I put the Usos above them. No, <laughs> you can't put the quitters above them. They didn't quit. They stood. They they took a stand. They, they took a stand by quitting. They have more guts than anyone <laughs> in that damn company. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, no way they can be above FDR. All right, this one was hard. This next one is promo of the year. Ooh, this is the one I struggled with. So, right off the That's top, hard. about ten promos came to mind off the top of my head, and I had watched all of them, and I did a single elimination until I got to the, the final three. And then once I got to the final three, I watched them all again today, back to back to back. It took me about thirty minutes to do because they're pretty long promos. So yep. Here are oh no, you know your turn to go first. It's your turn. My turn to go first. I almost I almost blew it. 
<laughs> so for mine, like I said, this one was a little bit harder because this is the one where I felt like I was going to definitely leave something out of contention because there's so many promos that are cut throughout the year. And, you know, it's, it's a little harder to remember some of them as compared to like a match or something. All right. So for my promo of the year, um, these are a little bit harder. I felt I struggle with this one a little bit just because promos, I mean, there's so many of them every show. Um, and so I, I thought about it and I ended up going with MJF's promo with William Regal, where he was talking about how William Regal didn't believe in him and how he almost used that to fuel the rest of his career that William Regal told him basically that he wasn't good enough and come back and see him later if he can get better. And I felt like through that promo, um, MJF almost kind of built a little bit of like sympathy for himself. Like he was able to go from a heel to a face in that moment, the likes of which really you, you only see from someone like a Chris Jericho that can just switch it real quick like that. And, and, I don't know. I just, I thought that was really good. Obviously at this point, it's a little watered down. I guess you would say just because William Regal ended up leaving so quickly afterwards, but I don't want to, I don't want to take away from it because of that. You know what I mean? Like I felt like that was setting up a really good long-term story at the time of having MJF, like almost want to prove himself to William Regal, like a, like a kid trying to win over their, their parents' approval that they've never gotten before. Like, I thought that's where that was going, you know? Yeah. I liked it, too. I, it just seems like he does that a lot, especially with CM Punk. Remember, he's like, I was a little Jew boy, and I got made fun of, and the only yeah. thing the only thing that made me feel good was watching you wrestle. About me, cause I feel like MJF does the same, which he's going to get better because he's super yeah. young. He does the same stuff in every single program. And I do like him. Don't get me wrong. And he's on my list for promo of the year. He made my top. He shit. He littered the entire list. So that's a good yeah. one. Of course, I was on my list as well. I watched it multiple times this week. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about, but it did not make my final three. Didn't make the final cut. Did not make the final cut. So I have three. Um, all two are AWs and one's a WWE, which is odd. Um. The WWE one is Cody Rhodes when he returned on Raw. This was a very underrated promo. At the time, we were used to formulaic, I'm going to beat you at the Royal Rumble match during the Royal Rumble at the pay-per-view of Royal Rumble, and I'm going <laughs> to knock you over the top rope and your two feet have to touch the floor, and then I'm going to get my title opportunity at WrestleMania 38 in Los Angeles on night two. Like, it just... And then, and then they got a point. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's it, how they end the promo, and that's how every promo was in WWE. It, you gotta, you gotta go back in time to April when Vince was still running things, and then all of a sudden you see Cody Rhodes come out, and he doesn't have a script. It doesn't seem like he does, and he's yeah. talking about why he did made the jump, why he's there, what his purpose is, and explained everything right away. And you know he gave that promo about how he's gonna win the world championship and make his father proud. Yada yada yada. Really good stuff. Um, I was really against Cody Rhodes going back to WWE, but that moment right yep. there like, kind of gave me this reassurance of he's going to make it. He's going to be okay. He's going to be fine. Um, but that did not win. My other one is MJF after the Wardlow match where he pretty much told Tony Khan to fire me. If 
fire me, you fucking Mark. Um, I watched that promo a couple times today. Really, really good because he he went. We all know it. He went through the emotions of you're all booing me, you're all screaming, you know, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. and then literally three minutes later, they're all cheering him. Yep, it's just insane. It's just insane how he can control. Nobody can control the crowd like he does. Not one person. And that, and he said that in the promo. I make you feel. I'm not one of your faves because uh, I'm because I'm properly trained and I don't dump people on their head. You know, it's just the whole promo was great. I loved it. I loved every single, but didn't win. Did not win. My favorite promo of the year was way back in January. It was actually his last promo with the company, uh, Cody Rhodes. What do you want to talk about? Setting up the ladder match with Sammy Guevara because the, the first, that, that promo was like eight minutes. The first six minutes were strictly him venting about everything and he went everywhere and i didn't get some of the stuff then but i get it now when you rewatch it today you'll understand why he left and what he was saying he brought up things like heck uh the bucks are trying to bring back the wednesday night war beating up red dragon every night don't need to see that again uh he said that in the promo (laughs) uh he said uh he pretty much uh, my favorite part by far, because I thought this was going towards a CM Punk feud. You know, CM Punk gave the pipe bomb. He said he's going to team with the Bucks. He's going to go to New Japan. He's going to wrestle here. He's going to wrestle there. Go back to ROH. Um, but he didn't do it. But I did all those things. And, I, you know, that right there, if you go back and watch his full promo and you know what you know now, you should have known he is leaving the company at that point. And I can't believe Tony Khan let him say everything he said because he said a lot of things, a lot of things that all add up now. And I think it was just one of those promos where he just got a mic and said, fuck it, this is my last promo. I'm just going to say whatever I want. What are they going to do, fire me? Exactly. (laughs) You know, and then they were screaming Royal Rumble, like they were saying Royal Rumble because he was talking about I am the forbidden door. I created the forbidden, which he did. He did everything. And at that time, we all hated Cody. You know, he even said, you know why I won't turn heel? Because you guys believed in me, yada, yada. It's like, God, he's just letting everything go. And I think it it didn't lead to a perfect, memorable story or memorable match. I mean, I did. It's one part of my match of the year. But leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That ladder match was great, but it wasn't for a world title, for the TNT title, and it was his last match and his last promo in AEW. And I thought it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think when you go back and watch it, people are going to overlook it because it was back in January. Yeah, But that really shook up the wrestling world for about three months. That single promo did. Because after that and after the match, we did nothing but talk about Cody for three fucking months until WrestleMania. Oh, I remember that. I remember. I, Is he really going to make the jump? Was that all just to work? You know, there's no way Cody's going back. He was one of the founding members of AEW. Yeah. In that promo, he builds up. Malachi Black, he builds up Ricky Starks. 
He builds those guys up. Hey, my real, he goes, my real life friend, Ricky Starks. Um, look out for Malachi Black. He's a star. You know, then he makes fun of Gunther getting his name changed. He he talks about just so many things. And it's like, if you don't, if you just watch it and you don't know, if you're just a casual, if you're just a mouth breather, if you're just someone that tunes in <laughs> once in a while, seriously, you won't get half the things he said. But if you're plugged in and you know about the wrestling business and you, you pay attention, you're like, how the fuck did that get on TV? Like, yeah. how, how did half this thing get on TV? And I don't like it because it's a shock factor. I liked it because I felt like that's the truest Cody Rhodes we've ever seen on television. Yeah. Like you said, he could just be himself at that point. He had nothing to lose. Yes. And I, I loved it. That's why it's my promo of the year. Although the, the other ones are great. The MJF one, I can't believe that's not your promo of the year where he's like, fire me, you fucking Mark. Like, that was, that's up there for Yeah, me that too. one was really good too. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's so many. Like, I feel like AEW just popped them all. Even the CM Punk, um, MJF feud, there was, like, three in there that were amazing. Yes. You know, Sami Zayn's promo just two nights, uh, two, uh, SmackDown, or what was it? Yeah, SmackDown from last week. Sami Zayn's promo was fucking awesome. I mean, there's some great promos out there, of course. But if I had, the one that remind the, the one that I always stick out, and I say this almost every day, what do you want to talk about? And I think about Cody <laughs> every single time. Yeah. So when I whenever so, I can quote a promo to me, it'll never leave my brain. Yeah. Okay. I guess I guess the uh, after after pay per view, um, what do they call those little things? Presser with CM Punk. I guess that doesn't necessarily qualify, does it? No. You know what? Uh, there was two that were on my list, but disqualified because they were not promos. The first okay. one was CM Punk. Um, I work with children. Blah blah blah. Yeah, because I expected them to see that at least make the cut, but then I realized that's probably why it didn't. And the other one that made my list, which wasn't a promo, but was a, I wish we we should do this as like a video package or whatever. Uh, see MJF's <laughs> MJF's Dark Side of the Ring um, video. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. I did not, and I watched oh, it. It's so good, but it's not a promo. Yeah. It's not a promo. Yes, yeah, it was <laughs> so good. But it's not a problem. I did my research, man. I really did. I, I, I sat down yeah. and watched a lot of wrestling this week. And uh, that I, I recommend everyone go watch that. That's such a good. That one was, it was epic. That one was awesome. Oh, man. All right. What's the next one? What's the next award? We have storyline of the year. Storyline. This was a big one. And do I go first? Yep. Yes, I do. Storyline of the year. So I have three. Of course, I'll go. I'll be quicker on this one. The first nominations: Cody Rhodes returning to WWE. Story. It's outside of wrestling. I understand that, but the lead up with Seth Rollins not having a match. That's what mm-hmm. I should have wrote. Seth Rollins not having a match going into WrestleMania. That was a great. That was the best thing that happened. That's the best thing going into Mania because remember the stories were all shit, and the only thing that actually no anyone the cared about anyone cared about yeah. So that was the story. Cody Rhodes returning, facing off Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That was a great story. Did not win. Wardlow versus MJF. That entire story of you got to go through this guy. You got to go through this guy. Come on. That was pinnacle. Um, did not. What was what, When people say, pardon the pun or did not, whatever. The pinnacle of AEW and Wardlow was that fucking No, no pun intended. No pun intended. There you go. Wardlow was amazing. The underdog, but he's not an underdog because he's fucking Wardlow. 
Yeah. That story just was much must watch television every single week. You know that. Yeah, um, made Warlow a star for yes. the time being. And then but the winner, and it's a story that's still going on, and it will bleed into twenty twenty three, so it could win next year too. Sami Zayn <laughs> in the bloodline, by far the best story in all of wrestling for all of twenty twenty two and probably next year too. Yep. I would have to agree because that's what I put as well. <laughs> it just so they, they they found a way to keep that going and relevant because I feel like had they not put Sammy in there, it, it would be dead. Like it'd be so boring now. But like they pumped new life into that story and extended it. Yes, it's so, so genius it, with with everything. Every move they make, Chris, is genius with that story. Every move? Oh, with that story. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's really good. I mean, you got the biggest story on the biggest company and they've kept it relevant for way longer than I ever thought they would. So yeah, it was definitely of all the stories of 2022. See, like, I feel like the Cody Rhodes, like it's peak was higher. Like the level of interest was higher, but for longevity, it's definitely Sami Zayn with the bloodline. And it's in the best part about it is it's somebody that we all, not just you and I, we all wanted a big push for Sami Zayn. We all yes. wanted the big push for Sami Zayn. And he's finally getting it. And that makes everything worth it. If if WrestleMania was Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn won, I'd be happy. I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. I know the end game is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. I know that's where it's going to go. But if you're telling me, nah, we're switching it, we're going to go Sami Zayn goes over. I'd be like, cool. That's fucking awesome. I would be all for it. Yes. So that's story of the year. I mean, that's everyone's story of the year. So that's pretty odd. That was one of the obvious ones. That's why I put it in the middle. Yeah. So we're going to go straight to, I named this award, get this wrestler off my television. Worst wrestler of the year. The person that comes on your television and you just walk away, you turn it off, you change the channel. That's what it should be. Channel changing wrestler of the year. Okay. So I had a few people in mind for this one and then it was kind of hard to narrow it down because there were some bad ones this year that got way too much TV time, but I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one. I don't have a wrestler to get off my television. I have a group of wrestlers and it's anyone that is ROH. Get them all off my television, please. Collectively. I feel like they have, hurt the AEW product so bad this year. It's it's made the shows like it really felt like a slump. Like, you know how we we were talking about like last week's show was pretty good. This week's show is pretty good. What's different about them? Think about it. There was no ROH stuff on there. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't three or four segments sometimes. So that definitely has to be the the get this wrestlers get these wrestlers off my TV, everything ROH. It looks like we're past it. I really hope we are because if it is, then that means AEW can start trending back in the right direction. Yes. They, they, they had that ring of honor club or whatever it's called. Oh God. Yeah. It's, okay. Good. Now put them all over there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, I agree, <laughs> but they're not, they didn't make my list. Uh, at yeah, all. I cheated a little bit, but it's fine. That's I, a Kimmel move to. right there. That's a Kimmel yeah. move, Chris. <laughs> Something I would do. <laughs> uh, mine, mine's pretty simple. I've been bitching about most yeah. of these people all year. 
One uh, more than the others. But yeah, one more than the others. Let's see who wins. Uh, my, you know, it's sad. I think I had about 10 women on this list and about five men, two to one, two to one yeah. for the, and I think all 10 women wrestlers were all from AW. So uh, they're so poorly booked. I know. And it's not their fault. So it's not their fault. Booked. It's not their fault. Yeah. That's um, why I didn't say they were bad. I just said they were poorly booked. There's one person in, in particular who wins this award for me. And I wish she would go away. So I'm going to give her a spoiler. It's a she. So Dominic yeah. Mysterio. Is not winning the award, but he's definitely up there. <laughs> definitely. One thousand percent. How do you win the bronze medal? <laughs> how are you? How are you, Dominic, in this industry on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown and you fucking hook's better than you? Hook is better than you. One thousand percent. How? You suck. But all right, you didn't yeah. win. Um Thunder Rosa and Ronda Rousey. Oh boy. This one was tough. This one was tough. Um, was it? Yeah, it was. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So Thunder Rosa, I didn't like her from the start. Never liked her. She sandbags. I hate what she did to Marina Shafir, um, how she didn't even attempt to help with this vertical suplex or do anything to help her look good. Piece of shit. Fuck you, Thunder Rosa. You're a piece of shit. Um, you really are. You're selfish. I'm glad that you got stripped, and I hope I never see you again. Uh, she's on my list. Ronda Rousey. She came back at the Royal Rumble and has literally killed the women's division by herself for SmackDown. Killed it. Um, it's it's so boring. She sucks. Listen to a Ronda Rousey promo. At least she doesn't get. A, I wish. I wish somebody would um, interrupt her every five seconds. Her promos. <laughs> I'm Ronda Rousey. I'm gonna break your arm. And um, yeah, marks. Thunder Rosa's like. And then DMD comes out and goes, DMD. So both women suck. So what it came down to was Thunder Rosa can at least wrestle when she wants to wrestle. Ronda Rousey is just fucking trash. She doesn't want to be there. She sucks at the promos. She doesn't make anyone look better. And she, I don't think she's trying. Ronda Rousey wins. Ronda Rousey, because she's there, wow. more, she's there more often, she's holding the women's division hostage. And okay. it fucking sucks. It sucks. At least Tony Khan has the balls to go, Thunder Rosa, get the fuck out of my company. And let's put this title on someone that actually cares. I don't know. Is she out of the company or is she just on the shelf? I think I don't think she's. Look, uh, we know AEW is toxic. We know that these wrestlers go off the cuff. Multiple women on live television have called her out for not showing up. Hey, I had a broken nose and I showed up. Hey, I did this and I showed up. Which makes yeah. me believe that Thunder Rosa's not really hurt. Or hurt enough to not wrestle. Or okay. not show up. These wrestlers, yeah. it's not just Britt Baker saying it. It was multiple people. Yeah, that's true. So it makes I, me believe that she she got in trouble. She got some heat backstage. She probably did get hurt. And Tony Khan said, fuck you. We're done. That's probably what happened. I'm really surprised she didn't take the award for you. I, I thought for sure... Even before I saw who your candidates were, I thought for sure that was a lock. Well, then I go. I would have put, I would have put money on it. It was going to be Thunder Rosa because I know you've, you've brought her up a lot more times than Ronda Rousey. Now I know we've talked AEW more than WWE, but I don't know that I've really heard you say anything about Ronda Rousey all, all year or hardly anything. Because there's nothing to talk about. At least Thunder Rosa puts on decent matches when she wants to. I mean, yeah. Ronda Rousey hasn't put a decent match on since Sasha Banks like three years ago. 
Let's be honest. And that's serious. Yeah. And, and that's legit. She has not put on an entertaining match or put on an entertaining promo ever. At least when it, her segments are god awful. So bad. At least when Thunder Rose is out there, when she wants to wrestle, she's great. She's great. She has intensity. She's aggressive. She sell, She sells when she wants to sell, and she has good offense. Ronda Rousey, just watch a match. You'll, put, you, you'll go to sleep. You'll go to sleep. <laughs> she sucks. Yeah, they're pretty bad. She sucks. She fucking sucks, man. And she ruined the women's division. That That's yeah. the reason why Sasha's not there, because they wanted her to job to fucking... They wanted her to job to Rousey at Hell in a Cell, and they wanted Naomi to job to fucking the other women's champion at Hell in a Cell. And they said, fuck this. We're tag team champions. We shouldn't be jobbing to nobody. We're leaving. Ronda Rousey yeah. is the reason why Sasha's not wrestling right now until a couple weeks. So, Ronda Rousey, get the fuck off my television. Yep. Okay. But Thunder Rosa, you suck too. <laughs> Dom- <laughs> Dominic, you suck too. You suck, Dominic. And, and I think you try. I really do think you try. It's just you're not good moving on yep. Yep. Pay, pay-per-view of the year i get to go first this time you do yeah so pay-per-view slash premium live event because i have yeah, two wwe events wow two yeah two. two 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 well there's only four aw ones and there's like 12 wwe so yeah i guess that makes sense and i, I didn't think about it that way yeah so aew revolution um Great pay-per-view. Great pay-per-view. That was the one with Adam Cole and Paige, I believe. That was the one where... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I got to edit this part out. But that was my favorite one of all of them. Out of all of them. Do you remember that one? Oh, I do. Yeah, that was great. I it's definitely pro- do. It's probably your pay-per-view of the year. Um, Clash at the Castle, um, of course, over there and in, in, in over the seas where you had Sheamus and Drew and Roman and... Solo Sequoia, Sequoia made his debut. Um, that was a phenomenal night of wrestling. I loved every match on that night. And WrestleMania night one. WrestleMania night one where Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you had, I think, Cody that night. Yes, God, you had Cody that night. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you know. WrestleMania night one wins. I think you had Bianca and, yeah, you had Bianca and Becky that night, which is up there too. Yeah. I just feel like that. From bell to bell, because I think I think it's because the the lead into WrestleMania was so bad, but night one was so I didn't expect that from Stone Cold. I no, ex- nobody did. I didn't expect to get goosebumps when Cody Rhodes came out. I didn't think he was going to show up. Yeah, I didn't think that Bianca could put on another great match like that with Becky because I'm not a I'm not a Becky fan. That just the whole night, the whole night one was so great. Night two tried to live up to it, but it just didn't do the job. Um, Clash of the Castle was great, but not enough big matches. And Revolution was great. That's their WrestleMania. Revolution is. It's just, mm-hmm. to me, the debut of Cody put it over the top and Stone Cold main eventing put it over the top again. Okay. So so you get the, you're get you splitting WrestleMania into two pay-per-views. Yeah, because they're two different shows. It's WrestleMania. Night one. Night one and WrestleMania night two. So when you so when you watch football on Sunday, do you go well NFC title game, the AFC title game, they're two different shows. You don't go, well, it's just one show. 
<laughs> but that's two completely different teams, two different sets of teams. And these are two different. These are million wrestlers, but all from the same team. So when you watch Deathly Hallows, when you watch Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part One and Deathly Hallows Part Two, you don't go same movie. You go different movies. It's the same movie. No, it's different. You one. It's just it was too long to, to put it all together on one one sitting. But they but they came out on two different days, so therefore they're separate. <laughs> <laughs> am I not? Am I, I'm I'm not crazy. <laughs> This is the no, way I'm it just is. trying to. I, I'm just trying to downplay yours because for me it was AEW Revolution. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it was yours, so you can actually name the name the names. I fucking had those things written down. I don't know where that piece of paper went. <clears throat> I know the matches were great. I know it was yes. it Cole. Was it Cole and Page? Yes. It, so yes, tell me the matches. Let's, let's, the good matches. I'm going to go with the good matches. House of Black and Death Triangle were featured on there. Pre-show. You had Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston on that. They had some what some great promos leading up to that. Uh, the AEW Tag Team Championship, Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I don't remember how this match was. The, the face of the Revolution ladder match, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Warlow, Christian Cage. I don't really remember... I don't know who won, and I guess what? They're not the face of anything. None of them won. It was Warlow. <laughs> yeah, it was Warlow, Warlow won the match. That's how he won the TNT title, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, no, we got. Didn't the TNT title get taken away from him? The, the opportunity, and it went to someone. Oh, I forgot. Because I know he had to earn it back somehow. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, that was a good pay per view. It's their wrestling. Yeah. That's their wrestling. Oh, we, we got some more. We got the CM Punk MJF dog collar match. That one was really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just keep it Moxley Man Danielson. That was another banger of a match. I don't care about that one. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. So that was a pretty stacked card with some really good matches. So that one, that one wins for me, hands down. Yeah, well, that's honestly, if WrestleMania Night One and Revolution's number two for me, it's just I feel like. WrestleMania had the bigger moments. I so, don't. Ha- I don't have to go search and go. Oh, was that the one Cody re- returned? Was that the one where Stone Cold yeah. invented? If you had to combine WrestleMania night one and two together and take the whole package of matches, where would you put it against Revolution? Would you still put it over Revolution, or would that drag it down just below? No, because night two was still good. You still had Logan Paul. You still had Pat McAfee. You still had. Um, Night two sucked. You still had Roman <laughs> Roman and Brock. It didn't suck. It you know it there just, were, it, yeah it was a letdown from night one. Yeah, because night so, one was so good. So that that doesn't even bring it down though. Even though no, night but, one set the tone and night two really didn't deliver on the same level overall. If you combine the nights, you still have WrestleMania over Revolution. I do just because okay. of the Cody the Cody thing and the Stone Cold thing. Those were huge. Those were iconic. Yeah, were. I'll never forget Absolutely. those. Yes. So that's why. That Those is were why. some big WrestleMania moments. Yes. Big moments. They weren't, they weren't quite as big revolution moments. No. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're not going to go revolution 2022. That's the night this happened. I mean, not really. You're really not going to do that. But they were all, it was phenomenal. It was, a, it, it was hard for me to keep Forbidden Door off the list too, because Forbidden Door was so good wrestling wise. Yes. No stories. Just no stories. 
Yeah, that was part of it for me. Is one we didn't really get to see it live. I didn't get to see it live. I watched it live. And there was only minimal stories going into it. I was going to put that one as like my honorable mention. I'm glad you brought that up, though. I was going to put it as my honorable mention just because it meant what we've all wanted out of wrestling for years, forever, is to have companies collaborate rather than always work against. Yeah, sure, the, the competition, the WWE versus WCW days, it brought about some of the best wrestling, but it also stripped us of seeing some of the what could have been all-time great matchups. And now, hopefully, that's the beginning of, or, you know, like how much would, how much do you think it would bring in to have WWE and AEW do some sort of a crossover event? Like that would be huge. That would be massive. And I hope, I hope Triple H does not let pride get in the way and say like, hey, look, how cool would it be for the wrestling fans, for the fans? How cool would it be? to get Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins that they'll otherwise never, let's not strip them of ever seeing this. Let's see the young bucks versus the Usos, you know, like matches. So I'm hoping forbidden door will hopefully lead to that. So that's why it was uh, an honorable mention, but man, if that ever does happen, that's probably automatically going to be pay-per-view in the year. Of course. Yes. That's our dream. That is our dream, but let's keep on dreaming. But we have the three, Biggest awards yet to come. Um, we're going to start with the female wrestler of the year. We're going to cool this down, cool down the podcast. I, right? down. I see you moved it up a little bit. You swapped it. Yeah, because the pay-per-view of the year, huge, massive. Male wrestler of the year, huge, massive. So let's just cool us down a little bit. I guess All I should have right, put it. Con. <laughs> <laughs> so my turn. No, your turn to go first. Your turn. My turn to go first. This one was easy. This one was hard because I don't watch as much WWE and AEW. Nobody stood out like nobody. Um, So I had to, I had to go WWE on this one. And I feel like women's wrestler of the year would have to be Bianca. Cause I feel like, hasn't she had the title for a while? put on as you commented earlier really good matches continues to put on really good matches um she's made it to where wwe is going to be just fine without naomi's tag team partner <laughs> yeah she's gonna be fine without cameron um i think they're I think they'll, be <laughs> fine. I think they'll be fine yeah i mean you can't go wrong with bianca i mean there's nothing really to say with this with the spot because like you said aw has zero and when i mean zero zero nominations they don't even yep. belong it's, nope they don't even belong in the same stratosphere as the top eight women in wwe and it's crazy but my um i'll make this quick because like i said it's cool down i got sasha banks on my list don't don't ask why don't you don't even I, don't even because you just had to put her there just to have her there <laughs> Be- eliminated she's not a, okay so you have two on the list really becky who i really mm-hmm. really really hate and disdain and i hated her gimmick in 2022 that's how bad like her gimmick sucked. Her gimmick was I'm Madonna, Lady Gaga, and I'm just gonna be a fucking idiot. But let's be honest, she put on one great match with Bianca, and that's all you need to do to be on this list. And number one's Bianca, and she wins. She has the yeah. look, she has the style, she can cut a promo. She had one of the best matches at WrestleMania, probably the second best match of night one uh, with Becky. That's why Becky's on this list because she was on in that match. That's the only reason why Becky's on this list. 
Yep. Other than that, she is cringe. She is terrible. She is bad on the mic. I hate her gimmick so much what? in 2022. Hate what it. happened to her? She really fell off. Whenever from when she was the man, she was the biggest thing in wrestling. To just kind of there. Yeah, she had a kid, and Vince wanted her to look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, and act like an idiot. So Bianca wins. Obviously, sweep that one. Bianca Belair deserves it. Hopefully, 2023 Sasha can come back and reclaim her award. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, wrestler of the year, male. Wrestler of the year. Three nominations. This one was very tough. Two WWE guys. Well, one WWE guy, one AEW guy, and one from both. So I got Cody Rhodes. He only wrestled half the year. He still made my list. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, obviously, no doubt about it, should be on this list. And John Moxley, the MVP of AEW, the person that held that company together. Um, if CM Punk didn't go off like a fucking idiot and be CM Punk, he probably would have been on this list instead of Cody Rhodes. I'm going to give it to Roman Reigns. It's the biggest Roman star. The big, he has to win it. He's the biggest star. He's the biggest thing in professional wrestling, no doubt about it. Um, if Cody Rhodes didn't get hurt, he'd probably, be, he'd probably win. Yeah, there'd be a good chance of it. But he's only he only wrestled half the year. He had two of the best matches of all of all twenty twenty two. Cody Rhodes did cut the best promos in twenty twenty two. I mean, Cody Rhodes was littered. He littered my list of, of you yeah, saw my list. It's all Cody Rhodes. But the fact is, Roman is the top guy in the top company with the top belts, the longest reigning champion in a very long time, and he did. High-profile matches with great opponents like Logan Paul, Brock Lesnar. You know, we remember when the the ring got, you know, destroyed, and he's in the best storyline in wrestling right now. He's acting; his acting is phenomenal. Every you know, he, every time he gives Sami Zayn a hug, he kind of smiles like he's gonna kill him. It's fucking mm-hmm. great. Just the subtlety of him is awesome. I love Roman. I feel like he deserves it. I know that you're gonna pick Moxley, which I totally understand. Um, I just don't think he deserves it because he's not the top guy. He is the top guy, but he's not the top company. And I, and I truly believe that means something. And I believe if Roman went to AEW, I do think that he would take that company and they'd be the top company. I do think that. And I don't think if Moxley went to WWE, he wouldn't be, they wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. He'd he'd just be a guy. Um, I'm actually putting Moxley third. I have Cody second. I have Roman number one. Wow. No respect for Moxley. So for my three that I was picking between, I had Roman Reigns for all the reasons you just mentioned. I had Moxley. Because like you said, he's a leader in AEW. But for my third, I did not have Cody. He didn't make my my, uh, short list just because he didn't wrestle enough. If he wrestled more, I think he definitely would have been top three. But for my third candidate that I had, I, I put in Sami Zayn because I feel like he has kept that storyline relevant. He's been the most must-see thing, must-see TV that WWE has had for months now. Um, so whenever I was looking at those three, 
I actually class Roman off the list first out of those three because I feel like he's he's taken a little bit of a backseat to Sammy lately. You know, and if it wasn't for Sammy, like I said, that whole thing would be stagnant and boring now. He did, and it's just because he's done like he's done everything. Roman's done everything for the last what is it two years now. Um, so for me, it was between Sammy and Mox, and it's hard not to pick my boy Sammy. But you're right, I am going to go with John Moxley, just because of all the the turmoil. This is the first time that AEW has really faced a lot of turbulence and a lot of issues. You know, the the honeymoon period is long over. That uh, I'm just happy to be here period is long over. And now they've experienced their first real turbulence. And from if you know the things we were hearing are correct, it's you know, he stepped up and says, All right, we're I'm gonna try and get this locker room back in the shape. I was supposed to leave and go on vacation and nope, cancel that. I'll come back. So we can kind of make something out of nothing at this point. Yeah, I'll, you want me to hold the title again just to drop it to Punk because he got hurt, and then I'm going to drop it to him, and then, oh, now we're having problems. So you want me to grab the title again just so I can drop it to him? Yeah, Tony, whatever you want. I just love wrestling so much. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm just happy to be wrestling in this promotion doing what I love. And I feel like it kind of saved that locker room from what could have gotten really, really nasty. It got bad, but it could have gotten a lot worse. And so whenever I mix everything that he's done on screen, the way he's reinvented himself, like you said, we were talking about Dean Ambrose, ah, that character was only okay. John Moxley, he's a certified badass. And then you mix that with what he's doing in the back and everything that's happened this year. And I just, I feel like he's got to be my uh, male wrestler of the year. You know, I I can't disagree with you. I, I love John Moxley too, and everything you said. Like that's why this is so subjective. It's so yes. It's so whatever you like. And, and if I had to pick one wrestler to watch, and not just the match itself, just if if you had to tell me, Josh, you have to watch every segment from this wrestler in 2022, I'd pick Roman because of the different. Like we just saw John Moxley feud with JS for like ten thousand years. Whereas Roman's kind of yeah, the Brock thing sucked, but that was still entertaining. Then the Sami Zayn thing, you said, yeah, Sami brings the freshness to it, but Roman adds to it too. Like Roman, there's no Roman without Sami right now, and there's no Sami without Roman. Yeah, for sure. There's just not. And I couldn't put Sami on there because he didn't have the high profile matches. He didn't really have the the the, the company relying on him at all. I mean, without yeah. if Sami went, if they said Sami tore his ACL. He's out for a year. It would hurt. It would hurt a lot. But they would still keep going because they would figure something out. Whereas someone like Moxie and Roman, if that would happen, like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. And that's why I couldn't put someone like, like, look at Cody Rhodes. He tore his peck. He's out. The company has kind of struggled because of it. We need Cody back. He's coming yeah, back. Yeah, it would definitely be a big boost for sure. So well, he's coming back. Look at all the guys in AEW got, they got hurt, you know, like Adam Cole and stuff. Like I don't think Sammy's at that level yet. He will be there. I hope. I really hope. But I can't put I him. On my he top got three. a little bit of boost because he's my favorite. I know. <laughs> he's your Sasha. But that's, I couldn't. I couldn't give him the award though because, like, for those reasons that you said, I just had to put him right there in second though. But a little bit of favoritism might have been the reason for that. Well, last category. If you're still with us, we're an hour and twenty minutes in. So thank you so much. Um, like and subscribe to all those fun things. But match of the year, this had to be hard for you. This had to. 
Yeah, it was because there's a lot of good matches that have happened this year, just like any year. Just like any year, especially when you watch Dynamite. I mean, any of those matches could be up there. I mean, there's they just have great matches week in and week out. It's crazy, but I have two WWE matches and one AEW match. Um, is it my turn to go first? Um, it's supposed to be mine, but if you want to no, go no. first, then go first. All right, I'll go first. Okay. So, and I won't spoil yours again, I promise. I'm sorry. I have to do that every list. Um, <laughs> Sheamus and Gunther, I called this on the podcast. It's going to be the match of the night, possibly match of the year at Clash of the Castle. Definitely made my short list. Um, it's definitely up there. Could possibly win. Not sure yet. Um, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. AEW TNT title match. Ladder match at Beach Break. Cody Rhodes' last match in AEW Dynamite. People forget how good that match was. People forget it because it was on television on a Wednesday night on TNT or TBS, whatever channel it was on at the time. Yeah. And then Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, WrestleMania night one. The feeling you get when you hear his music and he comes out the best entrance in all of WrestleMania of all of professional wrestling at this point, in my opinion, against one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. In a surreal moment, that moment where you're like, you just you mentioned it earlier. Wow, don't don't let us go without seeing Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins, whatever. This was like a forbidden door match. Cody Rhodes, the great Cody Rhodes, who quit, went to New Japan, ROH, AEW. You finally get to see him against Seth Rollins, who Seth Rollins has always called these guys out. I'm the best wrestler in the world. You indie, blah 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 blah. blah. We finally got to see something like that, and that's yep. why it's my match of the year. Because everything that goes involved in, into it, Seth Rollins' history with indie people and other companies, he's always called AEW. He always did on Twitter, always yep. called them out. Um, then you have the whole Cody drama. Is he showing up? Is he not showing up? Everyone in everything in wrestling gets leaked nowadays. This one, you're. Like, I remember the day before, sources close to us say the uh, Cody's friends say he's not showing up. It's like, remember that? I was like, holy shit. Because remember we were talking about it. We're like, it's not going to happen. Yes. There's no way it's going to happen. Yes. Um, and it happened. And it was such a good match. The moment was there and the match delivered. The Hell in a Cell match was great. People like that match over this one. I don't think so. I think the debut of Cody Rhodes in WrestleMania was better than anything I could have ever seen in 2022. And I was so against Cody going there. But after, like I said, after this moment, I'm happy he did because he belongs on the big stage. He's a great wrestler, great storyteller. This was a phenomenal match, something we've always wanted to see. We finally saw it. We saw it more more than more than when I wanted to, and we're probably going to see it again when he comes back, which I hope doesn't happen, but it's going to happen. But Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania, night one, best match of the year. Had everything. Had it all. Okay, so you said you weren't going to spoil my match. Does that mean you you've had a feeling you know what my match of the year is going to be? I don't know what your match of the year could possibly be. I think it's going to be AEW. I think it's going to be a pay-per-view match. And I think okay. it's going to involve... I think it's... Not, you know what? I'm not going to guess anymore. I'm not going to guess. No, go ahead. Go ahead. See if you can guess it. I think it's going to involve MJF. But I don't see okay. how because... None of his matches were that great. But I think he's your... I'm surprised he wasn't up for your wrestler of the year, by the way. But I'm surprised... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be something involved. Something involved with MJF. I don't know if he's going to be this, the guy of the show. 
the reason why it's your favorite match, but I think he's going to be involved. Okay. Well, for my match of the year, you couldn't be more wrong. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. It's not MJF. I'm glad. It's not even an AEW. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm throwing a curveball here this right is, at the end for you. This is crazy. I know, right? <clears throat> Although you did just mention it in your spiel, so you accidentally spoiled it a little bit. But it was the Hell in a Cell Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes match, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was the rubber match between the two of them. And that was the one <clears throat> where Cody. You know, he took off uh, his, I don't know, his attire, his coat, whatever you want to call it, really showing off the injury that he had sustained. And we're like, there's no way. There's no way he's about to wrestle this match. Or if he does, Seth is going to have to really carry him. This this isn't going to happen. And then he goes and, and puts on an absolute banger of a match. Um, I definitely think the moment, the the coming down to the ring part of WrestleMania night one was far bigger than this match, but the match itself, I'm talking bell to bell. I have to go with Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins in the hell in a cell match, considering how injured Cody was. Um, it felt worthy of a hell in a cell, which I probably, you know, part of that is like what you mentioned where Cody or uh, excuse me, Seth Rollins was poking at Cody for months leading up to his arrival. So it really felt like a very personal rivalry there that was worthy. Cause a lot of times they just throw anybody into a hell in a cell, but this one actually felt worthy of that kind of a match. So I'm, I'm going to swerve on you there and go Cody Seth Rollins, WWE match wow. of the year. WWE Chris. So, Hey, announced to you on the podcast. Chris is a WWE guy. <laughs> it's, it's a I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I had to swerve you there right at the end. That's why I was okay with you going first. I like it. I like it. Yes. So we both had Cody Rhodes as our match of the year. He's so good. Yes. He and and really good. we don't deserve him. We booed his ass out of the arena. Um, not just me and you, everyone, everyone booed him, threw his weight belt back at him. Oh gosh. That's the moment. I think that's the moment where he said, fuck this. I'm Absolutely. Like, you could see it on tape right there. He's like, what the hell? Someone actually threw it back at me. He was so hated by everyone. And I don't understand why. I don't even know why I hated him. It felt like he was shoving himself down our throats as a baby face. And we just wanted to see a heel run. It's the same thing with Roman. We all hated Roman as a baby face. But and then they turned him heel and we loved them. That's the thing with Cody and AEW. We booed his ass out of the arena until the match was over and the show was over. And he was talking like a real, like Cody Rhodes. Thanking us for coming, and we all cheered him. It's yep. insane. I remember that. <laughs> it's insane. We just we were ready. We didn't have a problem with him as like a human being. We thought he was good, but like his character, we're like we're ready for change. Quit forcing it. Quit using your spot within the company to force your good guy stuff. And it was the same thing with Roman. He's the exact same thing. If he would have turned heel, it would have felt fresh. It would have really grown on us. And then when he would have switched back over to face, we would have been cheering him like crazy. Well, it's just the way it works in wrestling sometimes. Look at The Rock and how he started out. There you we go. couldn't stand him. Yeah. The heel turn fixes everything. Fixes most things. But um, we hope you liked our uh, awards. I love doing these kind of shows. I like to reflecting back on the year and looking. Because, you know, most people are like, oh, when that Cody thing happened, was that like 
when was it? You know, and I'm like, oh, it happened yeah, it in January. So yeah, yeah, it happened in like literally the end of January. That's when it happened. It's like so those you 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 go back and you look at all these matches and all these moments. You're like, God, this was a good year of wrestling. Yep, this was one of the my favorite years of wrestling. Being a fan, not just because of the podcast that helps, but yeah. just because so many things happened. Vince left the company. Cody Rhodes debuted in WWE. You know, CM Punk came and went. <laughs> that fast <laughs> yeah that was quick <laughs> it's just there's just so many so many there's things happen that happened and uh hopefully it rolls over to 2023 but um hey if you like the show and you're still listening like i said before follow us on twitter josh kimmel ous verified till january 11th uh chris rtw chris on twitter verified never because nope. um he doesn't want to pay Elon i'm not Musk. gonna pay eight dollars nope <laughs> nope neither do i i don't want to pay it anymore either so so i'm done um you can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe to us. Give us a five-star review. Share with a friend. There's a lot of wrestling friends out there, a lot of wrestling people out there. Get this to them so we can get the audience that we deserve because we're awesome, just like the sure. Miz. Um, other than that, Chris, do you have any last words? I'm just, as always, looking forward to some uh, good wrestling coming up here. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your birthday this oh, evening. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Do me for, for my birthday, for my birthday, um, when you're um, in SmackDown tomorrow night, which I will not be because I don't have tickets. Um, breaking news. The guy didn't come through. Um, can you please bring a sign that says Sasha um, um, something like uh, somebody. Sasha, if I bring anything that says Sasha, I'm going to be kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mercedes. Put Mercedes. M- Mercedes uh, Monet. Somebody, Vince fears Mercedes. Bring a sign. <laughs> I'll hang it. I'll hang it to my section there too. Get Perfect. the boot. I'll oh, hang wait. it to the guy next to me. Wait, you're in row A, right? I'm in row A. So you can be the guy. Section. You can be the guy that puts a sign on that little on the balcony part. That's right, Chris. You have to. You have to bring a. <laughs> you have to bring scissors, Chris. Free bring scissors. giant scissors. <laughs> I'm sure they would kick me out immediately. Like what, bro? What? This is um. This is um, our truth. Scissor kick. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, guys, we're out of here. Peace out. Later, guys. All right. See ya. DMV Number 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.